Listener note, this podcast was created as an adjunct for those studying for the PCS exam. By no means do we guarantee that one will pass the exam solely by listening to this podcast. We encourage all those studying for the exam to put the appropriate time and effort into their studying using resources recommended by the ABPTS and the APTA. It is not allowed to discuss test content and we will not accept any questions related to test content. While we will do our best to provide the most accurate information, if you feel as though we have stated something that is incorrect, please contact us via Instagram at Pushing Pediatrics. Hi, I'm Sheila. And I'm Sarah. And welcome to Pushing Pediatrics, an educational podcast for physical therapists created to help those studying for the Pediatric Certified Specialist exam and anyone else interested in learning more about pediatric physical therapy. So we're going to talk about a general overview of what to expect on test day. Remember, we are not going to discuss test question specifics, and all of the information we discussed today is available on the ABPTS website. After your examination fee has been received, which is due in November, the Specialist Certification Program will send you an email with instructions on how to access and download your electronic scheduling permit. To schedule a testing appointment, you will need to provide Prometric with the scheduling number that is included on your scheduling permit. The examination will be administered at Prometric testing centers worldwide between the dates of February 26th and March 12th, 2022. I think in the last episode, I mistakenly gave the dates for the 2021 testing cycle, but I have confirmed that these are the real dates. Depending on your nearest testing center, all dates may not be available. If I remember correctly, I only had Wednesdays and Fridays as an option. So be flexible and open-minded. Do what works in your schedule, of course, but everyone in our group was pretty overstudying by the time the test came. I feel like everyone in our groups who scheduled at the end of the test range was wishing they would have scheduled it just a little bit earlier. Even I wished I would have taken the first date available. I personally wanted to get the test out of the way as soon as I could. I didn't schedule it, so it was the first day I could take it, but midway through the first week. Based on where I was, I had any day I wanted available, so, but could only take the test at 8 a.m. I wanted to take the test earlier in the morning, but some people would rather take it in the afternoon. Keep in mind what times you work and study best and schedule accordingly. So let's talk a little bit about how this exam is created. The DSP is really the be-all, end-all of the exam content. It is the foundation for test question development. We cannot stress enough that this should really be what guides you through your studying process. Exam items are solicited from content area experts currently practicing in the specialty area, representing the full range of practice settings and focus in all regions of the country. Test items undergo extensive editing and review by subject matter experts and professional test editors before specialty councils approve them to be placed on the examinations. And even then, they are still vetted on actual exams as ungraded questions before they're placed on examinations and used as official graded content. There are 200 questions, but like the boards, only 150 are graded questions that will ultimately count towards your final score. The other questions are questions being analyzed and vetted for future exams. The exam format is 50 questions in each 90-minute time block. 
Items are designed to test synthesis and analysis levels of cognitive skills, as well as content knowledge. The exam is composed of objective multiple choice questions with four or five answer choices. The questions either stand alone or are part of a series that relates to a presented case study. This test is meant to be challenging. If it was easy, everyone would do it. You're going to be doing this to be recognized as an expert in your field. So expect and embrace this challenge. And there is only one best answer for each question. Don't add information that isn't there. Your history of practice can hurt you here, but you really need to answer the questions based on the information you are given. This is where I think the practice exams really helped me. It allowed me to practice the skill of not adding in content that was not provided. So we had an example like this in our PCS course that we took. Um, there was a question about a Hoyer lift the people who got it wrong were really just adding in information to the question rather than just looking at exactly what the question was answering or asking. Right. It was about really saying, what is the best piece of equipment for this patient at this time? People were trying to add in information about if insurance would pay for it. That was not information that was discussed. It was really, what is the best piece of equipment for this child right now? So I thought that that was a really great example of answer the question. After you're approved to sit for the exam, the specialist certification program will make available a tutorial that you may practice using the test software prior to your test day. This was useful so you know what to expect on test day, and there are a few bonus test questions as well. Moving on to the actual test day, feel free to revisit this episode in the days leading up to the test. You will get called beforehand with a reminder of your exam, but I also called to ask questions about what I needed to bring just in case I was going to forget something. Prometric runs a tight and organized ship. Most people have experience with the testing centers from their previous board examinations. This is the same experience. Make sure to give yourself plenty of time and arrive early. No need to add extra stress to your day. Do not forget your ID and your scheduling permit. They may not ask you whether or not you need to take the scheduling permit in with you. Thankfully, I asked them if I needed to bring it in, and they told me that I did. You will go through a process of signing form, pictures being taken, observation to make sure you didn't write any answers on your hands, and then you'll be admitted to the test. You can redo that same tutorial that we talked about earlier, or you can just get to the test. I was pretty familiar with the testing software, and I was ready to roll. You have 90 minutes per 50 questions. This is really enough time, so breathe and take your time. I felt like I had plenty of time to work through the questions without feeling rushed. I took a break after the first block, but then I did the last three blocks back to back. Sarah, on the other hand, took a break after each test block. I am just a quick test taker. I always have been. And I find the more I review questions, the more I second guess my answers. I feel like my first instincts are usually correct. There were some questions I really contemplated on, but in the end, I really just think I didn't know the answer. So I made my best guess and moved on. Moving on to the most brutal part, the waiting. Ah, uh, the waiting. So the official website says, quote, after APPTS meets in May of 2022 to make certification decisions, score reports will be prepared for online distribution in mid-June 2022, end quote. 
So in 2020, they received their scores on June 30th. We received our 2021 scores on June 28th. So just plan on June 30th. Don't get excited about mid-June. Plan for June 30th. They are doing a lot of work between the close of the testing window and the score report, and most of it is to your benefit. They're checking and double checking to make sure the exam questions and results are good and valid. We want to end this episode again by talking about confidentiality of exam content. When you register for this exam, you pledge that you will not and cannot disclose examination content to others or reproduce any portion of the examination in any manner. If you violate these security rules, your exam will not be scored or you can be stripped of your certification title. We discussed this in our disclaimer, and we want to reiterate that we will not be discussing any content specific to the test, but we will more guide you through the suggested study material. The last few episodes we have really discussed the procedure related to the PCS exam process. Next time, we're going to transition to the actual process of getting started studying. This test is a beast. Thank you all so much for listening to Pushing Pediatrics. You can follow us on Instagram at Pushing Pediatrics. We would love to hear from you. So send us questions, suggestions, things you want to hear more of, and things you'd maybe want to hear less of. We will talk to you guys next week. And remember, you totally got this.